I ordered a bunch of Thai food, and it didn't come out to be very expensive, so I thought, I'll just put it all in a bowl. And then I had about oh, cool. I had about a third of it, and then I had the wherewithal to say, you know what would be a great idea now? To put some saran wrap on top of this bowl and have <laughs> another great meal later on in the week. What the f*** is going on down there? I got some. I forgot now how it happened. I got a little bit of hashish at me um, about how some Burger King burger was better than the Big Mac or something, and I didn't reply, but because I was like on the bus. <laughs> but in my head, I replied, and I was like, "Well, I'm not here to defend the Big Mac because I don't buy the Big Mac. I don't like it. I, I like the other burger at, at McDonald's, which is better than anything Burger King has." But I didn't go into that train of thought. Yeah. I was, well, that was like earlier in the week when I found myself inadvertently defending Budweiser. Don't? Yeah. On Twitter <laughs> and somebody being like, well, Budweiser is pretty gross. And I said, look, I'm not defending Budweiser. I am taking the piss out of this guy who was pouring Budweiser down his sink because he was mad that their commercial said that they didn't have corn syrup in their beer. <laughs> I... I Did you see that whole yeah, thing? Yeah, I just connected the dots, and oh, I don't even want it. I don't even want to. I want to get going. I want to get going. I don't want to talk about corn syrup, Budweiser. Hi, Seth. Welcome to the show. Hello. Uh, don't. All right, you know, I'll just say it. One little quick thing. If you do want to stick it to a, co- a corporation, the worst thing you can do, and I think we've said this before, is buy a bunch of their stuff and then destroy it because you already did the part that helps them is you bought it. They don't care what you do with it. After. You, could, you could buy a bunch of Budweiser, and you could bury it in your lawn. And they would have still made the money of you buying it. That means well, nothing. So someone pointed out when I retweeted and was making fun of the guy, someone pointed out that if you pay attention, the can of beer he's pouring out into a sink was one already opened, two completely clear liquid. <laughs> now you could make fun of Budweiser and say it's already p- pretty clear, but I did watch after it was pointed out, and yo, he just put water in that can and poured the water out. He already drank that Budweiser. What a complete and utter fake. <laughs> <laughs> That's sorry, sorry. That's that fakery just got lodged in my throat. I had to get it back out. Uh, Seth, we we got a we got a podcast without any listener questions today for one good reason because we're a Transformers podcast. But also, what since when we got. Um, it turns out Toy Fair now just happens over the course of multiple weeks because we got not Toy Fair reveals, but pre-Toy Fair reveals. Pre-Toy Fair reveals. Pre- Pre-Veals. Pre-Veals. Yeah. <laughs> or that. But before we talk about that... Can you get pregnant on pre-Toy Fair reveals? <laughs> I am not legally allowed to answer that question. <laughs> Uh, I am legally allowed to be excited for one quick thing that doesn't have anything to do with Toy Fair. I just want to throw it in here. Is it Chinese food? No, it is an official Mazinger Z versus Transformers crossover comic announced for March 2019. Mazinger Z. Mazinger Z. um, Z. According to the Katakana, Majinga Zeddo. Z. Maybe known to some Americans as Transor Z. As you can see in the topic list, I cleverly called this topic Transorformers Z because uh, okay. it's it's for the Americans. But this is apparently like legit Go Nagai artwork. It's going to be legit um, 
Transformers and Mazinger. It's it's very exciting. It's going to be uh, 1980 yen in tax. Comes out March 28. Uh, there's going to be an Amazon Japan exclusive cover. Um, I am going to try to get a hold of this because I like all the folks involved. Uh, and I wanted to throw it out there that this kooky thing is going to exist. So uh, Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, we already had that thing with Transformers crossing over with Evangelion, and we didn't get nearly enough fiction no, to go with that. Well, that that was a terrible crossover. This one actually looks like fun. Oh, that last one had Starscream as a uh, one of the monsters in, in Evangelion. Angel as an angel. An angel Starscream. I'm down for it's that. Terrible. I'm down for that. That's terrible. I am on record as not being a fan of Evangelion. I'm pretty sure. Actually, I can't remember if we talked about it on this podcast, but I'm pretty sure someone can tell us if we talked about it on this podcast. Uh, I've I've talked about it on Twitter, and then people tried to call me out. And then I didn't respond to them because I, w- I, I don't care about Evangelion or I'm, I so don't like Evangelion. I'm not going to get in an argument about it. Well, I know that that makes you. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to spend my time arguing about why I don't like it. I know that makes you pals with Mikey of Moonbase 2. Actually, it makes you pals with Moonbase 2 in general because I don't, I don't think they like Evangelion. Uh, I decided I do like it. I haven't actually seen it. Um, so I just sort of decided I like it. I'm going to, I'm going to watch it when it's out on Netflix. Cause I watched end of Evangelion back when it came out. Cause I bootlegged it off of like emule or whatever the file share thing was at the time. Cause I thought it'd be funny to watch the ending. Uh, and, uh, I've talked about that before, but I'm, I'm going to watch it when it's on Netflix. Uh, and then whatever I think of it, I'll probably just go on Twitter and say some, I'll just like type the word neon Genesis Evangelion and then tweet that and see what happens. It's very popular. It is very popular. I am an outlier, and apparently, so are the Moonbase. I guns, dare say apparently. y'all aren't the outliers necessarily. The I don't know because I constantly see people bugging out over anything related to it. Because I tweeted, and then getting really s- salty in the pants when somebody uh, says anything remotely critical. I tweeted that I'm planning to watch it. One person said, "Oh, I hope you enjoy it." Two people said, "You'll uh, don't." They didn't even say you'll hate. They just said, "Don't." Um, so I got, I got more aggro for wanting to watch it than, uh, okay. than I was expecting. So, you know, it all, I'm not going to tell you it what all to evens do. Out. It all evens out. Do what you want with your time. I'm not going to tell you whether you should or shouldn't watch it. Yeah. I'll, I'm just going to tell you all the characters suck and the writers were way up their own ass. <laughs> and by the way, uh, I've preemptively <laughs> banned talking about Evangelion from the topic list or topic list, the topic thread for this podcast. Okay, cool. Um, however, I do. I will not respond. Don't at me, bro. <laughs> I'll finish what I was saying. I do encourage you all to uh, at Seth on Twitter. Um, don't at me bro. With, you, with your opinions on event. Even if you don't like it, you just just like pilot, fill his timeline with blocked <laughs> <laughs> with orange goo. Um we're going to talk about those new Transformers reveals. We're going to talk about the one that, you know, shook the internet the most because there's G1 in it. They revealed a bunch of Siege stuff, uh, four Siege toys. Yeah. Um, the first one being the big one, we now have a full look at the Titan figure for Siege that we've known about since, like, last year. It's Omega Supreme. Uh, he is a very G1-looking Omega Supreme, as probably everyone expected. Um because this guy is from that list of Titans that were on, like, a vote years ago where they all seem to be happening, and it's like... In my opinion, they're all happening, and they're all going to look like they were designed in a bubble and then had whatever this year's gimmick is, like, kind of just plugged onto them. Like, you know, Trypticon, they made his friend a headmaster. Uh, Omega Supreme comes with a micromaster and has blast effect parts, therefore he's part of Siege. Um, and his uh, his alt mode, 
is uh, his whole little you know tank with a shuttle and a base thing. Uh, what I'm liking is uh, it doesn't look like you have to shred his legs into pieces. He's just like doing a lotus position uh, from the waist yeah. down. And I, I like that. I don't like Omega Supreme disassembling beyond like three or four pieces. And someone else pointed out something I didn't really catch on to. I don't actually know how this was deduced, but, you know, folks are smart. Uh, apparently his rocket ship, his arms don't detach individually. The rocket ship does like a Gaugaigar thing where its central mass is through Omega Supreme's shoulders. It's like the whole rocket flies in sideways through his torso and then the arms fold down on either side is what I saw. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, because if you look at that, the the tower of the base mode part, it it doesn't look like it threads through. It looks like maybe it pushes on. Yeah. Because you could see that big gap in the back. Oh, that's how... Okay, yeah. I was immediately assuming that gap was from, like, a wing pack for the wings. Uh, but that makes a lot more sense. Uh, it looks like... Yeah, and the wings just tab on the back. I... Either way, I'm into it. I like a more contained Omega Supreme. The The figure himself is very, like, he's G1 with knees and ankles, like a lot of current stuff is. And I'm remembering how kind of, like, Siege Wave 1, when we looked at it, all those Autobots, uh, I was a little bit like, yeah, they look okay. And then when I got them in hand, I was like, oh, these actually feel great. And I'm I'm preemptively going to say that's probably the case with all this, because a lot of these reveals to me are like, yeah, they look okay, uh, in the same kind of vein. Um, but Seth, how are you feeling about uh, this, this first glance of Omega Supreme? I think it looks really cool. Um, I, I really like how they... Because I don't know how it would be possible to do Omega Supreme and not have them come apart some, to some yeah. extent. But it looks like they did a great job um, minimizing how apart he has to get. Yeah. Um, so, like, having the track for for the tank elevated the way it is, like, with little struts to hold it up, like, that's that looks kind of cool. Mm -hmm. I like it. Uh I just before we started recording, while I was shoveling food in my mouth, I I was watching this week's um Foosh video on uh the YouTubes mm -hmm. and he was talking about it and mentioned how it's gonna be two feet tall, to which I said out loud, that is too tall. I, I got nowhere for these giant transformers. It's gonna have to be like all the other giant transformers recently where I just really appreciate them. It is gonna be too big. But uh, I do think it looks pretty rad. Yeah. Um, if if I had a toy display room, I'd be way more into it. Well, you know. Or way more likely to get it. I'm just thinking about this. He's two feet tall in robot mode. That means he's like maybe a foot tall in base mode. Yeah, but he's going to have a way bigger footprint in base mode. True. <laughs> it's going to take up more space. I think you can just put him on the floor. Horizontally. <laughs> just put him on the floor. Yeah. You can. Yeah, okay. I'll go downstairs <laughs> uh, when we're done. And I'll say, good news, uh, fiance. <laughs> this thing is going to be on the floor. <laughs> Don't worry. You can just say, I'm the one who thought of it. It'll be. It'll go over great. Next to all the other things on the floor. <laughs> uh, and then she'll say... No, and then the conversation's over. <laughs> <laughs> the The thing I, I'm kind of excited about with this is that, being that these are, you know, Titans are generally, you know, that big in robot mode, and Metroplex and Fort Max both suffer enormously uh, from the waist down as far as you can't actually put them in poses because they're so tall and don't have 
you know, a solid stance uh, from the waist down that they'll just sort of fall over. Uh, Trypticon solved that, and I'm I'm thus a lot more excited for Omega Supreme than I otherwise would be because now I'm going in assuming he's going to have like a nice solid ratcheted ankle tilt so that he can assume poses that are not just standing stock still. Uh, yeah, he does seem to have really big block feet. Yeah. So he should have a lot of foot to uh, be balanced on. I mean, that's the, that's the disappointing thing about Metroplex and Fort Max is they have a lot of foot, but then like because they don't have any ankles, it's just like one edge of the giant foot is on the ground when you do like action poses and then they just sort of keel in on themselves. Uh, so ha- thankfully they like Trypticon proves they have like figured stuff out since then. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of excited for it. Uh, I'm hoping that they do the, you know, the recolor that they should do and that they will actually be criminals if they don't like, like I'm talking straight up war criminals. Uh, because I deserve an Omega Supreme in good Omega Supreme colors. Um, in fact, I deserve two because I've seen the Digibash is done. Someone Digibash this into Omega Supreme uh, with all the good pink, and it was very good. And then someone took the Impactor we're going to talk about and Digibash that into a very good looking Omega Supreme as well. Uh, so I want both. Uh, and in fact, I'm owed both. So if Hasbro isn't some kind of lousy uh, corporation with no soul, uh, they'll give me what I'm owed, and uh, obviously there's no there's no argument about that. Like it's just scientific. Well, fact. lucky for you, in the United States of America, where Hasbro is based, corporations are legally people. Mm. So people have souls. So therefore, Hasbro has a soul. Therefore, Hasbro has a soul. It's provable <laughs> in court. Excellent. I can't wait for my dual Omega Supremes. Do you want to talk about Impactor? Because I just realized he's the next solicitation and we just brought him up. Uh, he's right there. Um, no, I refuse. I am boycotting Impactor. Well. Because he said things about corn syrup I didn't appreciate. That wasn't Impactor. That was um, Countdown, Omega Supreme's Micromaster. And guess who we, oh. guess who we didn't talk about? Oh. Right? Anyway. They're so similar. I got them confused. That's all right. I did too. Uh. I like this Impactor. I think he looks fine for a deluxe. I saw a lot of people kind of negging on this toy, and like, you know, a lot of it is the fact that his legs are pretty darn hollow, and it's like, yes, they are, but like, you know, that's not new. Uh, he's doing, he's doing, a, <laughs> he's doing, and he's doing a bunch of Impactor stuff. He's got five mil peg on the back of his hand if you fold his hand away, so you can put things onto his wrist. Uh, I think his his tank mode looks fine. I think the robot mode looks fine aside from the hollow legs, and I. I I mean, yes, that's a problem, so I'm not going to say you're wrong if you don't like it, but uh, he's got beautiful lips, too, as has been pointed out. He's got he's got the right <laughs> cannon on his shoulder. Like, I, I don't think he's better than, say, like Mastermind Creations Impactor, but Mastermind Creations Impactor is three to four times the price, so it should be better. Like, I, I think this looks fine. I, I, I'm not going to, like, die on a hill for this toy. I just was really astounded, like, how many people I saw going, like, uh, this is sort of a letdown, because I'm like... I'm like, it's not, like, earth-shattering, but I, I I think it looks like a pretty good tank transformer uh, myself. I want to say a lot of, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Because, because you can't help yourself. That's right. <laughs> Just got to be right. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the, my impression on Impactor is... 
he was kind of an obscure, not really a big deal character until his depiction in the comics. And then people got super hyped for a comic book impactor. Um, I did not read those comics. Um, impactors just sort of this obscure thing for me. Um, so it's hard for me to get hype for him. There is something alluring with his crazy ass golden yellow and purple color scheme. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I don't have the hype for impactor. All right. Well, I'm going to do the well, actually, that someone else will do. Um, cause you're actually pretty much right, but there's still something someone can well actually you on. So let me just adjust my glasses. Uh, so you're pretty much correct. Uh, his popularity does come from the comic books. He was fairly obscure before, but did you know his obscurity is that he was a comic book original character from the Marvel UK run, uh, who, okay. who never had a toy in the 80s. He was in fact only a comic book character, uh, who then became re-famous for being another comic book character, homage of the original comic book character uh he, he's well entirely born from comics I, I didn't read that comic either um i just assumed <laughs> it was like one of those late model kind of end of the line g1 like weird was only available in europe so he w- figures he was technically only available in europe just <laughs> only in comic books in europe <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's the long story of Impactor. Uh, he's also f- like famously, basically, until they did him in IDW, he was famous for being the original leader of the Wreckers, who I think died several times, and that was kind of his entire character trait: is he was he would heroically die, and someone else would become the leader. Uh, IDW was notable for having him be the survivor of the story, where everyone thought he was going to die, like in the old comic books, uh-huh. and he got to be around for a while. Now, it may be just the picture, but he looks really narrow. His tank mode looks very narrow Mm. with a giant turret on top. You're not incorrect, but my my general response is yes, and I I don't know how that's a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it just looks odd. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if that is accurate to his comic book depictions. Uh, If it is, then no problem. Carry on. Uh, but I could see where somebody might be like, I don't know, this is a weird shape. He often turns into kind of just a weird Cybertronian tank thing. Uh, and it, oddly enough, being this narrow actually makes him a great candidate for being redecoed as Omega Supreme because Omega Supreme had a tank mode that was similarly narrow and weird looking because it was just a guy bent over. I was just, I'm not making criticisms, just observations. All right, so settle down. Listen, you don't know. Lower your eyebrows. You're getting all worked up. My eyebrows have never been lower. I can't even see the screen. You're getting all worked They're up. They're over my eyes. It itches a lot. Because uh, I'm down. frowning. Settle down. So Settle hard. Down. My eyebrows You're getting all worked up. are on my nose. This hurts. You're getting all worked up. <laughs> I can't get them off. I've pulled a muscle in my forehead. <laughs> hey, listeners, remember hella years ago? when this podcast was still kind of fresh and new um uh gog dog i i kept accusing him of getting all worked up one time to the point where he did start getting worked up and then said i'm getting worked up from you telling me to stop getting so worked up and then you said that was stop fun. getting so worked up good times good times i feel like you coded that by saying stop getting so worked up but i can't remember anymore uh 
So that's that's Impactor, one of the two fan voted uh, toys, by the way, who is going to be in a two pack with Mirage. That clearly is not the case, as they are now being solicited as just two different toys. Um, but there's also a deluxe Mirage uh, who does some interesting things, like his arms now form the the rear spoiler fin of his uh, race car mode, his alien race car mode that is an alien F1 race car. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, F1 enthusiast Slayer Shoop on Twitter uh, pointed out, because uh, he knows a lot about those cars, that given the way that Mirage is is assembled as an F1 car, if he picked up enough speed, he would in fact, like, just the, his front two wheels would lift off of the ground. Um, his, his current aerodynamics apparently mean that he would just take flight if he picked up any speed. Um, yeah, well, that front wing looks to be very much at the wrong angle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also with his arms becoming the spoiler, there's just like this giant chunk block in the back, not allowing air to pass through. Well, yeah. So that spoiler, I don't think, is really doing anything except for maybe slowing you down. Human earthen air, yes, but Cybertronian alien air, uh, it's probably fine. I mean, after all, yeah. are any of us Cybertronians? I don't think so. <laughs> uh also, all that said, uh, he has a fake chest, which I didn't notice until someone pointed out, hey, this dude has a fake chest, yet his chest is still really, really wide. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. That's weird. Because um, I, I have a, a criticism on this toy. Uh, his chest is way the hell too wide. Uh, he he doesn't even look really muscular. He just looks stretched to me. Um, yo, yo, stop fat shaming. No. Mirage. No, this is not. It's not cool. This is not that. This is... This, <laughs> This is not some kind of physical girth. This is just he's been pulled. His shoulders were pulled in opposite directions and his torso stretched. Uh, I don't think it looks. You seem to be getting worked up about this. Very. I'm incredibly <laughs> worked up about this. Not you, but about this. <laughs> you got here after it happened. Uh, I think this Mirage looks like he's probably going to be fine when he's a physical toy because the same thing happened with that Prowl who had the weird looking robot mode, which is still weird looking in the in-hand photos that came out a few weeks after that, but overall it looked a bit more clean and all the Siege toys I found look better in person than in the CG um, stock photos thing that they do. So I'm still you know mildly optimistic. I don't I'm, I don't really have anything to say in defense of the figure. I think it looks like it's probably just a fine Transformer. Uh, unfortunately, the character of Mirage that it's representing looks weirder on this silhouette than like probably any other character would. Cause Mirage is often depicted in a somewhat slim shouldered form. Uh, this guy does have slim legs, but then his shoulders just get really, really wide. Uh, it's cool looking guns though. And I, I like how they cheated the Satanes thing onto him using a mixture of Cybertronian and just the letter S, uh, which is weird that they had to cheat Satanes onto him because Satanes isn't even a real word. That was cheating around the word Gitans or Gitanus. Uh, anyway, trivia. Seth, I... that's uh, that's not an S. Isn't that's an S? No, where he comes from, that's a symbol of hope. Ah, yes, correct. Hey, Seth, what do you think about Mirage? I think of these four pre-Toy Fair reveals. Mirage is, without a doubt, undubitably my pick for the least interest. That was all in boldface font. You got to calm down. That was, I, I had to recoil from my microphone, which is weird because I'm listening to you on headphones. I'm a Zen master. All right. I am always calm. Um, 
yeah i mean eh, i don't know like as not connected to impactor that i am he at least looks exciting with his crazy purple and golden yellow color scheme um i don't know it's just he doesn't look like you said his silhouette seems off the car mode isn't alien enough to be like a cool alien race car but not f1 enough to to be a cool f1 car his feet look really weird i don't like his feet at all (laughs) and uh i I don't like his happy little face wow Uh, mirage my memories of his uh cartoon g1 uh characterization was mirage kind of didn't want to be there he was not into this whole war thing he he wasn't having a good time uh he didn't want to be fighting this guy looks too happy um in my head mirage is a pretty serious solemn dude he, he, he ain't smiling all I rem- he just wants to turn invisible. All I remember about Mirage in the G1 <laughs> cartoon for characterization is he had a really funny sounding voice like this, and then he was like, hey, Trailbreaker, is that a hologram? And that's all I remember about Mirage. Uh, I, I want to say, and maybe my memories are incorrect, but I think I remember him complaining that like he he didn't want to be fighting in no wars well, i think that they had him say and that this is all bad they had him say that as his one character line in the pilot that everyone got because it was on the tech spec yeah. and then he never mentioned it again uh well he also i don't think got much play on the show no yeah it was like that and asking about holograms he, and he had his, his orange rectangle that would form around him and then yeah and then he'd disappear and be like no one can see me so i kind of in my happy little safe space i kind of schadenfreude like his feet because they just see, like there's nothing wrong with them but they're still wrong in that kind of like you know that tall that tall <laughs> lanky mario <laughs> from terrible. mario maker it's like it's like lanky mario weird like it's just unpleasant somehow um because like the back is missing or something i don't know i i kind of like him because they're real screwed up uh but yeah yeah i just like i don't hate it um like the 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 figure as a whole like i don't hate it um it's just it's so middling and kind of eh, that it's just forgettable did you guys hear that for me for me it's forgettable did you hear seth hates just, mirage yeah, i heard he it's just like yeah. i heard he hates mirage uh, oh it's like if if I was to sk- steal Anthony Fantano's scoring system, I would say it's a soft six. Man, that's I, I had a- also his opinions are really wrong about Weezer's Teal album. Anthony Scamtano <laughs> doesn't know anything about music. Whoa, calm calm down. All right, I just had to I had to steady the table because it started to shake when you were saying that. Uh. I'm trying to. Do, I, I I was gonna lead into a thing. I remembered another podcast bit, and I was gonna do this. And I, and I have no clear segue, but um, we used to say <laughs> we used to say apologist a lot, and I forgot really the context. But I wanted to brief. Did we? I don't remember anymore. But I want. 
I wanted to briefly be a Mirage apologist and say that I think the one thing that could fix his weird looking silhouette is if you twisted him slightly at the waist. I think that because of the shape of that torso, that would instantly make his torso look like three times slimmer if you twisted the torso very slightly at the waist joint. And I can't and try to use like perspective to make him seem thinner. I think it would happen almost instantaneously with this figure. So I want to see if that's proven correct when it comes out. Uh, Use perspective tricks. Yep. That's what like put him in one of those rooms where it looks like the floor is level. But like if you stand on one side, you look huge. And then if you stand, somebody stands on the other side, they look tiny because it's like a weird perspective trick. Yeah. Like put him in a box like that, and then, then he'll look like a better toy. Man, I heard I heard someone ask Seth what he thought about Mirage, and and Seth just said, "Put him in a box." <laughs> All like Vincent D'Onofrio, just total kingpins. Tr- tricky box. Put him in a box for good. Uh, we have one more reveal to talk about. Uh, Man, that just reminded me how behind I am on all the Netflix. Oh yeah, me too. Marvel shows completely. I I am still I'm gonna watch them in order, and I still have to watch Iron Fist, and uh, that's after I watch Luke Cage. I think. Oh Those are the... well, you're season one. Yeah. Okay, you're way farther behind than yeah. Me. Ain't no one. I've seen everything up me. to Defenders. Yeah, post Defenders is when I fell off the rails. Yeah. No. Uh... So I have. Season three of Daredevil, season two of Jessica Jones, season two of Iron Fist, and both seasons of Punisher. Y'all get to look forward to like 2022 when I start complaining about season one of Iron Fist. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yo, who would win in a fight? Iron <laughs> Fist or Evangelion? Evangelion, because they're giant robots that step on a dude. Like, it's. Here's my quick hot take on the first season of iron fist uh all the characters are pretty interesting except for iron fist he is the worst character in the show all the other characters are pretty interesting uh madam wong is i think that was her name i'm sorry if i got her name wrong the old asian lady is a terrific villain in that show that actress killed it so good. They did her rotten in Defenders. They really <laughs> scaled her back. She's so good in Iron Fist. She saves the whole damn show. Literally, the off-topic police are outside my window right now. <laughs> uh, I was gonna—I was gonna joke that Jetfire is standing here tapping his foot really impatiently, but like literally because the... we're saving the best for last. So this is a brand new price point, Commander price point. 80, oh, 80 US snap. dollars. Oh, ouch. 130 Canadian dollars, if I recall correctly. Uh, yeah. Jetfire. That's not real money. Jetfire is an 11 inch tall robot. Uh, yeah, that's what she said. Uh, this is literally, too. Yeah, he, he's got like a three inch long, like, phallus yeah, sticking off the bottom of his cockpit nose cone thing. Uh, and he's totally animation model Skyfire. So that's the, I think, the first time in a long time something's been that slavish. Uh, to that particular animation model on an official toy. Um, He comes with armor-up parts to make him into what I would refer to as a really depressing knockoff of a Macross toy, as opposed to the glorious Combiner Wars fast packs, like, come get us Harmony Gold thing. Like, this armor is like, we gave him the the Roy Foker face, and and then we didn't have enough to put fast packs on him, so missiles. 
Uh, I think the armor gimmick on this one is kind of weak, but he, it's it's just just don't worry about it. Yeah. Just move on. Focus uh, on the rest of it. That little that little armor pod, right? Looks like it's going to be a fun thing to put onto other figures. Uh, he turns into the '80s cartoon model of that flying box um, that he turned into in the '80s cartoon. And the big thing that we don't know how it works yet, as of this recording, is apparently he has a special feature where deluxe figures can attach to his jet mode, so fans can imagine them being deployed into battle from above. Uh, Whoa. So basically, it's an 11-inch tall jet fire. He's going to be a big-ass jet fire. He's going to be there's the immediate reaction. Let me just use my Nostradamus powers. A bunch of people are going to be like, this is what the leader price point should be from the start. Um, that aside, like, he looks like Did he's pretty cool. Did you just turn into one of the McKenzie brothers? Briefly. I'm pretty sure you were Bob and or Doug McKenzie. <laughs> that right then. I, was, I was Bug McKenzie. Just had to put a hoser <laughs> in there, and it would have been complete. I was Dob McKenzie. <laughs> Uh, so I think, I think his Jetfire looks fine. I think the, like, I like how much that the robot mode does not look like it has giant jet parts hanging off of it necessarily similar for the jet. Uh, granted that's built on the back of Skyfire having a, an alt mode that is a giant box with a box on top and a cockpit and some wings. Um, but for what they're going for, it looks like to me, like they did a pretty good job. I am going to assume that he's not going to feel very hollow or anything because the leader toys in siege for how people like to make fun of them not being gigantic, they have the same mass as taller toys from the past because they're built denser and better. Uh, I am assuming that this commander price point is so they can do an 11-inch tall robot that is built denser and better. Uh, so with that assumption, uh, I, I think it looks pretty cool. Seth, how do you feel about this guy? Uh, this is the one I am most hyped for uh, with how I got to be hyped before I even consider buying something mode I've been in recently. Mm -hmm. uh i'm gonna have to start saving my pennies uh because this looks so cool i'm so into it um that combiner wars jet fire we got a couple years ago that you invoked um like that was cool in how it sort of like tried to thread the line mm -hmm. and get macrossy without activating the harmony gold lawyers Oh. Or at least calling their bluff. Yeah, that's what it was but doing. Also, <laughs> yeah. But also having some of the blockiness of Skyfire. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's cool that they just want all out Skyfire. It, and once that's never happened before, like where, like with Mirage and a lot of these other ones, it I could kind of be like, yeah, but I already got a pretty good version of that. So it's easy to just not burn through what little money i have right now but this is like there isn't a comparable um like mainline toy like uh, mm. there i remember a third party thing there it is fans toys best toy that yeah. they unfortunately stopped making toys that good is their skyfire yeah so and this is going to be significantly less expensive than that was yes um so this is even though it's an old design it is a new toy. Mm. It is all new, Daddy-O. Um, <laughs> all new, all different. Yeah. So, Uncanny jet, jet fire. Yeah, I'm just looking at the picture of Robot Remote right now. I'm like, this is this is badass. Um, which, like, little, like, the kid me, the 1984 version of, of me watching the cartoon, getting annoyed that it doesn't that skyfire doesn't look like the toy why they change his name mm -hmm. um because i didn't know 
about Macross or any licensing deals or anything. I just thought, like, why did they screw it up so bad? Uh, also would have been annoyed at this. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, that but, doesn't even look like Robotech at all. What a bunch of nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> that was a long-ass time ago, he, and that kid grew up. He'd have had my back when I was slagging up. on that armor part photo with all the, the add-on yeah. bits. Yeah, I just... <laughs> the, the, the armored-up version... It's something I'm not even gonna do. Like, forget it. It's dumb. I, Who cares? I'm only I'm only giving it guff because I think the armor up gimmick, when they focused on it for one figure, it's turned out pretty well so far. So I'm when I look at this one, I'm kind of like, y'all, this this really feels like y'all wanted to do Skyfire and then just sort of went like, I don't know, give him a chest plate. Uh, yeah. Well, and it's cool because, like, with all the other Autobots and the Septicons, um. Like, they have these Cybertronian vehicle modes that are still, for the most part, very close to what their Earth modes ended up being. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, even more so than what we saw in the cartoon. I mean, we still got, like, Tetra Jets to come. Um, but, like, Mirage is very obviously just, like, a not-licensed F1 car. Um, And, like, uh, Sideswipe is very much just... A, a close to being a Lamborghini, a smooth. But Lamborghini. in the cartoon, yeah. But in the cartoon, this is what Skyfire looked like when he left Cybertron and crashed on the Earth to get frozen, and then he never took an Earth mode. He just stayed being this big box jet. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have to change it. Like they didn't have to make something close. They could just make it. Yeah. So I'm I'm into it. I like it. I want to get it. All right. Seth does not hate Jetfire. I just heard on the grapevine. No. It is not the Evangelion of Transformers. Man. <laughs> Our comments will be great. Well, these these reveals are exciting to me because I am assuming that they're showing us these to prep us for seeing physical painted prototypes at Toy Fair, um, which is on... That are going to be mistransformed. Yep. And fallen over in the display case. Well, by being fallen over and mistransformed, we'll bet we'll be able to better see how they work. Like that's the hidden. They they're doing it for us, the fans. Uh, that's that's why it happens, so we can see the underside of Omega Supreme. Wouldn't that be amazing if, like, the truth came out, and there all these years there's been a Hasbro employee intentionally mistransforming figures for display cases to tip off how engineering works it'd be amazing and we just thought there was just some dumb dumb who didn't know what they were doing yeah because then whenever this comes whenever the book gets written the opening chapter is did you all seriously think <laughs> that we didn't notice the figures falling over do you think that little of us you know what i'm happy we canceled masterpiece whatever we're complaining about in 2037 because it, it's not even a we it's just one person yeah and like this was their sticking it to the man like thing. Yeah. Brian and, Goldner and said, like Don't the, let them know how it works. Yeah. <laughs> and the dedication in the book is it just says dedicated to everyone who thought I was too dumb to do my job right. <laughs> <laughs> and the book explodes in your face after you read that. Uh so that, that's the siege because reveals. By then in the future, books will have face recognition technology and they'll know who thought he the person was dumb and who got it we're going to be safe because we just figured it out that's right and so will the listeners because they heard us figure it out yeah we just saved all all of your actual lives yeah Yeah. everyone else is going to get blowed up yeah 
You're welcome. Uh, Seth, those are the siege reveals, but we've got a few more things to talk about that got shown off. They oh, yeah? they revealed two studio series figures. Number one, they finally revealed that Optimus Prime that the entirety of the Weibo blogging community slowly revealed to us over the course of a day and a half. But now we actually see it in official pictures in its CG glory, even though we've already seen the physical toy. And in fact, I just saw a sighting that apparently this toy has been sighted and found in Texas today. Um, oh, wow. But it's Texas. Yeah. Uh, bang, bang, partner. But this is the Voyager Optimus Prime as he appeared in the Bumblebee movie um, with all of the 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 G1 on him. And then the other reveal is another Bumblebee movie toy. It's one I've been really hoping for. Uh, it is Deluxe Dropkick, not as a helicopter, but as a car, uh, who does look a lot more like Dropkick looked in the film. The helicopter Dropkick uh, looks very much like, I'm guessing, what he might have looked like during the modeling phase of the film before they finalize anything. This looks a lot more like uh, like my boy. This looks a lot more like Violent's husband. Um, so I'm, I'm hyped for this. And this makes me excited and anticipating that they're going to be dropping a deluxe jet shatter uh, sooner than later as well. So I'm into both of these. And the Optimus, we've seen a whole lot of already. But this uh, car drop kick, um, someone pointed something out that got me really excited on a transformation level. Both, like all four of his wheels end up on his arms. The front wheels end up in his shoulders and the rear wheels end up on his forearms uh, due to how the transformation works. I think that's kind of cool, you know, like a little convention breaker thing. Uh, the legs don't contain the rear wheels on this guy. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about these. Uh, Dropkick also comes with his gun, what he uses to, to make things pop, which is nice. Um, Seth, how are you feeling about these studio series reveals? Oh, they're okay. Um yeah just i'm still not into movie stuff hmm. um i like how just a big square um most of optimus prime collapses down into mm-hmm. uh i also i also really really like that he was a cab over a semi tractor in a in the bumblebee movie because that was the big thing we were told in 2007 was you just couldn't do it. Yep. <laughs> you couldn't have him be a cab over. Yeah, this is ridiculous. You do it. it would look too stupid. Couldn't never do it. It couldn't never ever do it. And now here you know we what? are. It looked fine. It looked fine. In fact, it looked better. It didn't have flames on it. Also, no one it cared. It didn't have Michael Bay stinks squirted all over it. It's more so no one really cares what the shape of the truck is when you know it turns into a, into a robot. Like... It doesn't matter if the truck looks good or not. It turns into a robot. It's there for a good truck. Like, no, you can't. Like, no one... You can't do it. You can never do it. Whenever someone got kind of up in arms going, like, they picked the wrong uh, luxury GM's pseudo sports car model for this character, I'm like, it's still a fancy pants car turning into a robot. Like, it's still cool. Uh, also, I've been told without spoilers uh, that apparently... I will really like how this Optimus transforms because two people were like, did you see how it works? And I was like, I currently assume all studio series toys are going to impress me with their transformations because most of them have. So I haven't looked because I want to buy it blind. And then I was told it does. okay, but also it does things you'll like. And so I'm kind of excited now, Uh, (laughs) especially if this thing's been sighted in an actual store in North America. I'm I'm fingers crossed. I might find this in the next month or two uh, up here. Um. So, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, uh, oh, good. Oh, well, I was just going to say, I was thinking of, um, movies 
based on 80s toys that came out closer to like the the later 80s maybe drifting into the 90s like the he-man movie yeah and how the he-man movie takes place almost entirely in modern day america and not on eternia where what you would want it to be and other other similar things where like a total budget move would be to set things in like modern day america because that's where we live and we don't have to build sets yeah um like all kinds of crappy low budget sci-fi movies from that era and then i was thinking like oh man what if they had tried to make a transformers movie back then how would they have low budget the crap out of it and then i had a horrible thought that if they had done like a like a let's say a 1988 live action transformers movie yo i bet all the transformers would have been humans that once near the end of the movie turned into cars and jets and stuff yeah and were and looked like robots for like a total of maybe 2 minutes of screen time and the rest of the time they were using like holograms or something to look just like normal ax people yeah, it would have been. I bet that's what a 1988 live action Transformers movie would have been. I think it would have been something between that and the visual acuity of robot jocks. That's what I would assume an 88 Transformers movie would look okay. like. If you want to get me all worked up, you're going to talk mess about robot jocks. I'm not talking mess about it. I'm just saying that is probably what the robots would look like if Transformers was made as a live action film in the 80s. For better or for worse. I was leaving it on the table. Look, Robot Jocks is not a good movie. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not not so bad it's good. It's so, so bad. It's brilliant. All I'm doing is I'm putting the bullets in this gun and putting this gun on the table, pointed at the Robot Jocks, and I'm walking away. Yo, the the hero of the movie is illiterate. and they reveal that information like it's supposed to blow your mind but it's completely irrelevant i also should say but the way they reveal it you know this was supposed to be their big moment when when i first heard about robot jocks as a kid i thought it sounded really cool uh to this day i've actually never seen robot jocks uh i just know what i remember of it seeing the poster in the trailers as a kid and I, I still it is an it's an anti masterpiece. I've never crossed the line of actually watching it because it, it just never occurs to me to do so. But whenever I bring up robot jocks, oh, people react uh, for ill or for better. I'm, I'm never quite sure. Um, Seth, we one one robot shoots a laser at another robot and there's enough time because it's a laser moving at the speed of light. There's enough time for the pilot of that robot to see the laser coming activate the controls to make a tiny little mirror deploy from the robot's wrist and deflect the laser. That sounds pretty baller. That sounds pretty cool. (laughs) It's so great. Now I want to see this movie. (laughs) You're selling me. I didn't know you were the biggest robot jocks fan. Oh my God. Uh, Seth, we have one more reveal to talk about from pre toy fair relating to transformers. As you can see in the topic list, super seven reveals the things that they showed before. I actually don't know how this is a new re- reveal. 
Uh, I'm guessing these are in different colors. But it's that thing where they have the the vinyl-looking figure of Optimus and Megatron, except what there are uh, heavily painted inner gut pieces you can see through the figure. Uh, on Megatron, at least. On Optimus, it looks like it's just you can see it through the chest. Um, so apparently they have seven points of articulation, because one of the more recent replies confirms that from some video. Uh, I think we've talked about these once before. I think they look pretty cool for what they are. Um, I feel like a little bad for Super 7 that the Transformers community is going to digest these as non-transforming action figures the way they tend to, because these are hell of art vinyls. Uh, they are going to probably be savaged. Um, I'm just going to scroll down. Looks like they're being savaged. Uh, oh no, someone said weird concept, but neat. That's good. Um, what the... <laughs> okay, Seth, I have to tell you this. Uh... One of the told him man. One of the replies here. <laughs> okay, someone replied to this news item saying, uh, <laughs> "I was at Decon and told Super Seven that their clear Optimus looked like crap. People wow. probably want more color than transparent pieces." What a jerk! Uh, he he opened up saying, "Finally, I think because that Optimus is just in cartoon colors." Um, so the reply to that was, "Good job." They probably never intended on mass releasing cartoon colored versions of this figure before you showed up. My hero. <laughs> <laughs> and it goes on from there. Anyway, I think these look, I don't want these, but I think they look fine for what they are. Uh, like Super 7. I've, I, I've met Super 7 people at the Santa Rosa Toy Con because they're just from down the road away. Did you tell and, them? Uh, they seem like nice guys. Did you then tell them <laughs> they, they're awesome, they seem nice? Their awesomeness looks like crap. Did you tell them that to no. their face? Like apparently this guy did. No. Okay. Like I a- said, <laughs> I said I'd I'd really be stoked if you guys did a trap jaw in this style. And they said we can't talk about it. And I said I hope that means that you're doing it. Yeah. And then they they just didn't want to spoil anything, so I let it go. They seem like nice guys. And I bought a really cool Soundwave shirt from them last year. I, I think I think that it's not like this needs to be said, but like, don't walk up, even if you don't like it, right? What What is the purpose of walking up to someone and going like, hey, this thing you made, I think it sucks. And like, do you just linger? Do you hold eye contact after that? Like, what do you do? Like, what are they supposed to say? Okay, we'll go and stop making it. Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> it just seems like a rude thing to do to somebody. <laughs> Um, don't do that. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm gonna tell you right now, don't just walk up to some toy maker and say, hey, your thing sucks. Like, say something constructive. Alright? You're better than that. You listen to this podcast. You 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 know better. I'm gonna project that on the podcast listeners. Seth, um any other thoughts on Super Seven's uh Megatron and Optimus? Uh it's kind of a fun idea, like the 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 seeing the inside stuff mm. um i just think there could have been a cooler implementation of the idea i wish it wasn't just the torso on that megatron uh cuz when i look at that megatron i mostly am feeling like man i wish that was the whole figure and then i kind of wish with like purple grid lines on the outer clear shell yeah I, I okay specific and really lean into that that scene 
what I, what I really wish is it was, yeah, like that scene on the whole figure on just the front side. And then you could take off the clear parts and put on the cartoon color bits if you don't want to see all that stuff. Like, you know, you could switch the way it looks. Um, You sent me a photo of a robot jock's groin, I'm assuming. Yeah, it didn't, it's, an, it's supposed to be an animated GIF. It's not animating. Yeah, it's Sigh. A, I'll, I'll click open original. It's it's a giphy.png. What? <laughs> giphy.png? Someone forgot to do something in between all that discord. <laughs> giphy.png. Okay, well. <laughs> uh, Did it animate for you? No, because it's a oh, dot. Sure. It, discord turned it into a dot png. <laughs> but they kept the name giphy on the front of it. That's silly. Uh, yeah. So those, I'll send you a link instead. Those are our pre-Toy Fair reveals uh, that we were going to talk about. I got to get... Oh, it's animating in the Discord now. Oh, yeah. Well, I sent a different link. It's, it's animating for me in the chat here, too. There's a, those, those buzz saws coming out of his groin? Yeah, it's like a big chainsaw. That's, that's baller. That's pretty... Hey, literally. That's pretty cool. Wish I could do that. Um, so we're going to have more Toy Fair stuff to talk about. Uh, I'm trying to figure out when we'll be able to talk about it because I don't know when they're revealing. I'm assuming they're revealing stuff on the Thursday, I'm assuming, except that's New York Comic Con. So Toy Fair apparently starts next Friday, and I would really like to delay recording the even thing until we have Toy Fair pictures to talk about because otherwise we're recording like days before Toy Fair, and that always feels like we're just introducing this massive time delay for folks to talk about stuff. Uh, But we'll figure it out. Um. Oh, I've seen this robot jocks give. Yes, it's the white robot getting punched very lightly. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way that looks. Uh, Seth, there's one other relevant Toy Fair thing to talk about because it usually comes around this time of year. Um, you know, for all the millionaires who listen to this, you know, this is this is old hat for you. We're going to talk briefly about the Hasbro full year financial call. Uh, okay. Or Brian Goldner. Okay, this is very short, actually. I, I'm... Brian Goldner said, uh, in general information, Hasbro Toy Shop will be merged with Hasbro Pulse. That's something that a bunch of us were kind of assuming was going to happen. Um, acknowledged the Transformers fandom as one of the best for Hasbro. Yeah, it is. We rule. You know it. Papa you Hasbro. Those Joe fans. Papa Hasbro loves us more than you G.I. Joe fans. All right. Yeah. Brian Goldner said so. Because you don't love them enough. That's G.I. Joe fans. That's what Brian Goldner said. Yes. Uh, also, Transformers toy sales were up for the fourth quarter of 2018. And that's like interesting trivia. But like, I like, come on. That is like a really weird thing to celebrate as fans. Like, Our toy sales were up for fourth quarter. Hooray. I, I actually pumped my fist. You couldn't see it. Um, there's some Bumblebee movie news. Uh, Mr. Goldner stated that Transformers colon Bumblebee made the Transformers franchise with a capital F re-engage with families. Hasbro is very happy with the critical success <laughs> of Bumblebee. Transformers Bumblebee is very profitable for Hasbro as well. Home release will be available on 2019 first quarter. I feel like we actually have a date for the home release. Uh, yeah, first quarter. Yeah, you're right. That's what Hasbro said. What Hasbro said goes. Uh, and then for future Transformers live action movies, 
brand new Transformers films, uh, in plural, are now in development. Hasbro's working closely with Jim Ginopoulos and his team at Paramount for the new movies. Now, I don't know anything about the, the producer teams, but when I saw that, that name and not another name, I was like, what happened to uh, Lorenzo de Bonaventura? I thought he was the guy who was getting his name all over everything. Maybe someone, maybe someone talked a little too much. Well, Jim here is the chairman and chief executive officer of Paramount Pictures. Uh, when I saw this story, I Googled to see uh, who. Ah. Uh, who's this guy? So he, he is a big, big shot over there at Paramount. He's not some little rinky-dink producer. This, this is, He's a Greek-American businessman, it says in his little bio. Well, you did more due diligence than I did, that's for sure, about all these people who don't care about us, the human beings, uh, who purchased the product. Um, guess how old he is. How old is he? 68. Uh, did you look that up, too? Well, it's part of his little bio here. Oh, uh, okay. Yo, get, guess where he got an education? Uh, Harvard. Nope, Boston University. Uh, I, you blew it. I only know Harvard as far as your universities go. I can't remember the name of any of the other ones. <laughs> I just assume all Americans go to Harvard. Well, every major city has a university that is also named Harvard. Whatever university. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Harvard is a franchise. It's very similar to Subway Sandwiches. I went to Boston Harvard. Wow. I went to Florida Harvard. Oh, man. Florida Harvard's just a party school. <laughs> Florida Harvard's garbage. I serious. <laughs> Uh, so apparently Bumblebee, uh, the, on the financial um, soulless corporate level, Bumblebee did well enough to uh, increase the <laughs> chance that uh, they might really want future Transformers films to have, you know, like family engaging levels of heart um, and that that might be a direction they want to go in because it is proven to be profitable. As we said before, Hasbro is very happy with the critical success of Bumblebee. So uh, we're, good news we're very happy that. The Our movies vast money. majority of film critics didn't say this was obnoxious garbage like they have for every other movie. Like, I am pleasantly surprised uh, that it seems like, I mean, obviously the movie made money as well, and that's probably the real reason. But the, at least the weird implication here that like, hey, we also kind of just care that people on a critical level didn't hate it. Like, that's, that was a surprise <laughs> to me. Uh, I was expecting it to just be fully like, it has definitely crossed profit margins and produced enough capital to engage in the venture one more time. Well, uh, I'm sure that there is some happiness amongst the the, the big wigs at, at Paramount that they don't have to just defend a Transformers movie by saying, but it made several yeah. billion dollars. <laughs> now they could say, hey, it made a lot of money. Also, uh, we don't have to pretend like critics don't exist. We don't have to come up with weird, really weird ways to dance around the part where the movie is is demonstrably weak in several key areas. Uh, so yeah, it was overall a good financial call on the Transformer side. Uh, I caught on on MTG Reddit. I feel like I caught uh, that apparently Magic: The Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons sold well. However, tabletop gaming on the whole was doing worse or something like that. Um, Magic the Gathering folks seem to pay a lot more attention to financials than Transformers folks do. Uh, 
similar to tokusatsu fans oddly enough and uh i just wish i wish people would take interest but would like stop at a certain point you know like at a certain point granted i think for hasbro you can actually affect some change because you you live in the demographic that you know the many demographics that can affect their financials but like still i i feel like you at least gotta pause and acknowledge what you're doing when you're like pumping a fist because it's like we made more in q4 our franchise is profitable it's like the net positive is yes you get more of the franchise you like but like i don't know this is weird to me i i have not looked up numbers i do not know if this is wishful thinking um i don't have a reason necessarily to doubt it uh but what i have heard people repeat several times over the last couple months is dungeons and dragons at least is bigger than it's ever been Mm-hmm. as far as profitability and sales and whatnot i've been hearing um, that D and magic uh both um underwent like notable gains in the last year or so uh for a variety of reasons uh, and that's that's cool Not, none of them are the transformers tcg so you know there's a certain level where we gotta you know put a cap on how excited i get but uh good for them um it's weird that their version of the news is you're doing better, but the genre is doing worse because it's like, especially if you're fans who care about that stuff, it's like, how do you take that? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> In the context of a genre that's doing worse on the on the whole, you're doing better. It's like, oh, that's weird. Um, and I, I don't and I, I should because I feel like I'm going to get yelled at. I'm not the one saying it's doing worse. I am repeating a thing that I read about a report on this financial call from reddit slash magic the gathering or whatever uh so i'm not i don't care uh i'm just i'm sharing what i heard and i I don't i don't want tabletop to do badly nor do i take any glee if it is because i like tabletop right now it's my new thing i got back into uh so that's the financial call seth any other thoughts on the financial call uh you want to drop in because i yeah i'd rather i'd rather stop talking about it Uh, (laughs) i I have thoughts on another toy related thing oh uh that because we're done with the topic list right we are so i got a a, an email from big bad toy store today saying hey yo dog check out this pre-order that just became available and i went i'm interested in looking at things that i can't afford uh so i click on it and it's for masterpiece mp18 plus streak yes um so i get revisiting some of these older masterpiece figures to kind of cartoonify them a little bit to fit in with the ones that were designed to be a little more cartoon looking i'd I'd hasten to just say attempt to in some cases i i think they did not uh secede on blue streak here uh the thing that I love about Masterpiece Blue Streak that came out before was how shiny his colors were. I think his colors are amazing. Um, this is all flattened out and flat and takes all that wonderful shine out. And then I, I, I would, I think his, the new head that's supposed to look more cartoon looks less cartoon than the head on the original blue streak it looks less like cartoon g1 blue streak i googled images i i looked at them this looks less like cartoon blue streak than the old 
Blue Streak masterpiece figure. So here's I think what they goofed up. Here's what I'll admit. <laughs> Uh, the thing, the thing where I'll say I probably disagree is I think that the flatter colors do make him look more cartoon. Although that's not me disagreeing with you not liking them. That's just that I, I don't disagree with that. Yeah, I just I just think that the other paint looked way nicer. The the face thing, I'll admit I didn't go look it up. I just because I thought that the original Datsun trio are the ones who could just be. I thought the Prowl MP Plus worked. I think the Datsun trio work when you just color them flatter. Uh, and with, you know, more like primaries, they look more like the cartoon because the Datsun MP is an extremely good toy that walked the line better than I think any of the other ones of that of yeah. that masterpiece and era. Smokescreen got a very cartoonish shaped head. Yeah. Like way more than the other two. And he even came with little attachable rocket things for his shoulders that looked way more cartoon. He was ahead of his time. Smokescreen's way cartoon accurate. So, so here's here's the thing. So I I, I can't disagree with you about the face because I didn't Google image search it, and I I don't care enough about Blue Streak. Uh, Whoa! But I had Whoa. a reaction to these swappable faces, which is the MP Plus they did for Sideswipe looks even worse now. Because the most uncartoon thing about MP Sideswipe is his face sculpt. And so now that they've done a new head with swappable faces for this guy, I'm like, what did Sideswipe ever do to you? You you have not only made him the worst MP plus to try to pretend like he looks like the cartoon, now you've also demonstrated that you actually are going to do the function that would have maybe brought him over the line. But you're doing it for someone else who was in the cartoon less. Uh, and it, I, it sounds like apparently also not getting the face right out of either. Uh, the thing, okay, here, oh, here comes this cartoon face. Okay. Uh, let me get this toy face in case you don't have it here. I'll just send you the big bad link cause I happen to have it open. I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. Okay. You're looking at it. All right. So look how round his, his face is in comparison to MP 18 plus. Which has this long dour face. His chin is so long. It's like, what is this? Transformers animated over here? What's with the long chin? Well, whoa, deep cut. Uh, <laughs> also, to be honest, this actually this is actually making me think they did a better job than I thought they did before. O- only because huh? uh, 80s cartoon faces, like certainly it doesn't look like this screen cap, but like I am assuming there must be a screen cap where he had, does look like this face because those those faces always mushed around and changed shape. Like okay. they, well, yeah, he is making like an O sound with his mouth, like a ooh, prom, what you doing? Uh, I think that was the exact <laughs> line too. <laughs> Isn't that how we talked? Was he I, like? Ooh, I don't prom. remember a single. He was only in season ooh. two, and I pointedly forgot a lot of season two. Ooh, prom, what you doing? <laughs> okay, so this is weird because now. His face, the second screen cap you sent, and this is all, this is like making the case for these friggin' screen caps. His face is closer in shape, but has flatter details that now are incorrect on the toy. But then the shape is squatter. It's, no, but the and he's gained a red is triangle not even close. or a red rectangle on his. Well, that, that's just someone got crazy with the crayons. They, <laughs> they colored it wrong. But like in all these pictures of cartoon, I search for. Transformers, Blue Street, Cartoon. Yeah. And I'm not seeing any of them where his face is that long as they did on this MP. None of them. Yeah, okay, fine. Like, there's inconsistency in the art. Yeah. 
freaking Picasso. Well, here's, here's, art, I just art realized something. Picasso. <laughs> People make weird sub careers out of finding screen caps and relating them to sculpts in the third party sub forum. I got a feeling if we actually, and I don't think we should, but if we actually did dig into the discussion thread about this on TFW, I bet you people had this argument and used even more screen caps than either of us would possibly want to go digging for to make cases for and against. Like, I feel like this this probably has been solved to some degree in the discussion thread. I just don't want to go look. Yeah, but the listeners aren't looking at the discussion thread. They're listening to us. Well, my hope is that one of the listeners was in the discussion thread and can just tell us. <laughs> like, if they could just fish us out the really good wide comparison collage someone made, then we don't have to do any of that. <laughs> yeah, but now, okay, look. Here is the original Masterpiece Blue Streak. Oh, I didn't even realize you the cannot, head was that different. You cannot... You cannot convince me that the original Masterpiece Blue Streak head doesn't look more like the cartoon than the 18 plus Blue Streak head. Oh, now I see it. Yeah, the 18 it just plus doesn't. one. Uh, so the 18 plus one has the, the cheek things are too thick. Well, and his chin is super long and he looks sad. <laughs> he looks really sad. He's a sad boy. I don't know. I can't see this chin thing very well, but I don't, I don't really. I don't it's really just a like big trapezoid. <laughs> I don't see the opposite either, so I'm just gonna take your word for it on the chin thing. <laughs> the original head, this looks like a bot you want to hang out with, go on an adventurous road trip. He looks like a fun guy. Is that Blue the Street? 18 plus version looks like a sourpuss, and he's gonna tell you about how his knee hurts. And he's a bummer. You don't want to hang out with that I just, guy. I just realized he, something. He's flat. This blue streak is shiny. I just realized he's, something he's very cool. important. MP18 Plus has a swappable face, right? You you sure. can't be the only person who's having issues with the face sculpt. And it's Masterpiece. That means within a month of the toy coming out, there will probably be at least three different, more accurate face sculpts on the market from different companies. These other faces are even worse. I'm not even talking about the, the other faces. I just looked at because they were the only close-ups I could see the chin. It's terrible. They're terrible. There's a thing on this I actually really like that we haven't even talked about because I, I thought this the the blast effect parts I thought turned out really well. Yeah, those are okay. Like those actually look like weird like 80s animation laser effects, like down to the curvature. Yeah. I thought those turned out super well. I'm I'm hoping you can actually mount those on other things. Uh. Well, it doesn't look like they changed his little shoulder dealies at all. Yeah. So they should stick into any of the fair ladies these. Yeah. I'm actually kind of hype about those parts. Um, the thing is also, I've aside from, okay, I didn't get Prowl Plus. I might end up getting Prowl Plus and Streak Plus because I kind of have every single other version of the Masterpiece Datsun because I really like that mold. So I think I got to get this one in Prowl Plus. Uh sometime later this year and then I'll, I'll i'll make sure to save it for the what we got this week for for an odd number one so that i can bring this up because i'll by then i'll have forgotten about this conversation you could save it for the garbage and then, can and then i'll be taken really aback when you start yelling about chins <laughs> i'll, I'll probably like... have forgotten and not care anymore by then i'll like, move on he... this is fresh this is fresh <laughs> this happened earlier today yeah i'm still worked up 
You actually swerved me pretty hard because when you were talking about Big Bad Toy Store and a pre-order and masterpiece, I thought you were going to talk about that new Bumblebee that Big Bad is kind of sort of not confirming but putting up a pre-order for anyway just in case it's real. No. Because I was like, that's going to be a weird conversation to have with with zero pictures. So I'm glad I only talk about real stuff. Yeah. Real toys. Oh, man, they got a bunch of third-party stuff in stock, too. Now I'm looking at the new arrivals page. Got all these upgrade kits I was looking at. Oh no! Uh, oh wow, they got Legends of Lucha Libre Blue Blue Demon Junior. Oh wow, that's pretty. They have man. Karate Kid Daniel and Johnny Tupac. Oh god, what company did that? NECA. They have soft goods. <sighs> Sorry, what? Did they have little cloth geese? Uh, we need to move on from there. I'm going to send you a link. No, I already looked at them. Went to confirm the company name. Oh, you already saw uh, Yep. Oh, yeah, he's got these making all fists. Well, we need to talk about what we got this week. Daniel's about to cheat and kick Johnny in the face. He's a cheater. Listen, listen, NECA blocked at least one listener of this podcast, and it might be illegal for him to be listening to us talk about their stuff. All right, that's what I'm trying to I say. Don't, um, I don't know. I read a thing where somebody recontextualized the original Karate Kid movie to make danielson the villain and uh they make some good points i thought you were someone to recontextualize neca's twitter and i was gonna be like where is no. this going <laughs> <laughs> i mean maybe they have i don't know uh seth i want to talk about what we got this week um oh. well. let's let's hit it uh i don't have much to talk about uh what no, about you no no Nothing. And I'm not going to give this speech again. Yeah, Everyone we, knows we what know. my situation is. Yeah, You're, Seth is trying, is what it is. He is not, he is, he is trying, and he is not trying to the degree of just buying stuff to have things. He's trying to find the things he wants, and his area is not um, bearing fruit at the moment. And also, my wallet has no fruit in it either. Um, but That as well. So, yeah, and then, so Target, uh, here, around here... Uh, they got like the first wave of deluxe siege toys. Those sold through. No sign of them for like a couple of months. That first wave has reappeared. Hey! But I already got Sideswipe and Hound. Yeah. And I'm I'm skipping the others. So it's like, oh, okay. They haven't just given up. Yeah. It's still some optimism. <laughs> right. Right. Optimism well, I, Prime. That's hey, me. that that's relevant to what I got this week. Let me tell you. Uh, before I talk about that, which is also before I bring up all of these links I need to demonstrate to you what I'm talking about, uh, I put in, uh, it's related to on-topic stuff, I put in uh, a pledge to a, a, a crowdfund for a toy. Uh, uh good luck. It's a, a, a fellow I talk to sometimes, he's pretty cool, uh, Rick Acker, um, showed off on social media, he's like, hey, this is an IDW Fort Max toy I designed in CAD, uh, companies I talked to said that they don't think he'll sell enough, so I figured I'll just share him here. Uh, and that led to one thing and another. Mastermind Creations now has a page up where it's like, hey, if we get 800 people to say they're going to buy 800 copies of these things, total, not per 800 person. Uh, if we can sell 800 of these, we'll make it. Um, and so it's a... Uh, I'm going to get you a link so you can see what it looks like. Um, oh man, now I have all these tabs open. Uh... The idea is that it's it's an IDW Fort Max. It's going to be it would be scaled to go alongside Mastermind's Carnifex, their overlord, um, and 
having seen like the CAD animations and stuff of how some of the engineering works, like this thing's way up my alley. So I, I put in a pledge immediately and I wanted to mention it on here uh, because I want the toy that I want to get made. So this is entirely I should, like this is entirely biased. I'm talking about it because I want to spread word this is happening. I'm not telling you you have to like then go and buy in on it, but maybe you didn't know it was happening. I just want to make sure you know in case you're interested in this kind of thing. It's R50 Supermax on Planet Steel Express. Uh, I would like it to be made. Um, so I am abusing a platform, uh, to further push to hopefully see it get made. Uh, but if you check out the item page, there's a whole bunch of cool little animations of how some of the engineering works, and, uh, I, I would like to see it get made. Uh, I, I appreciate they even put a little timeline on the bottom of, like, if this does get backed, it would be, like, you know, second prototype if necessary in May, CAD engineering prototype in April, uh, test shots one, two, and three in August, October, November, uh, final product February 2020. Like, it's very upfront with uh, a fairly realistic timeline. So that's where I put a bit of cash <clears throat> this uh, past couple weeks. Um, so there you go, Seth. I did it. I talked about a Kickstarter. It's not even a Kickstarter. That's cool. whatever. Um, yeah, like that animation with how the leg folds up is pretty cool i kind of like that little trick with the the leg the the back of the leg like the calf yeah pushing in that's the kind of stuff that gets me excited right. it makes me think of um you know like like stuff, stuff the chemical attack team does just like interlinked parts in, in articulation i think i like that kind of stuff um but the things i actually got this week seth we, you mentioned optimus prime who is a transformer uh Therefore, this is on topic. Do you were you did we ever talk about you know how there's that MP44 coming out in the summer? Yes. And I can't remember if you were someone I mentioned it to, but I know I've mentioned it on here how two third party companies with strangely good timing uh, around about the time that the price of MP44 came out also got out info about similarly cartoon oriented masterpiece optimuses they were doing. Uh, that don't come with a trailer and cost like a, like a third to a quarter of the price or whatever, depending where you order it from. Uh, and I, and my initial reaction to those two optimuses was what a cynical uh, masterpiece alike nonsense that is completely unexciting. Cause these things are probably like fans toys things where they're not designed to transform well, blah, blah, blah. Uh, one of them was by magic square. I later on bought a bunch of magic squares, pocket size stuff. I mentioned their huffer to you a couple times. Uh, and their stuff really impressed me. Therefore, I became a lot more interested in their Optimus because I'm like, well, if this is the one large toy they do and they're going to make the pocket Optimus, so it's not like I'm supporting not doing the better stuff. Uh, I, and I saw how it transformed and I was like, okay, maybe I'm interested in this. The other company, Transform Element, were doing one that was even more G1-y and it had what looked like a nightmare transformation. Then I watched someone transform it who wasn't the designer. And I don't know what this says about the designer, but... The designer made the transformation look terrifying. Watching someone else transform it, I was like, actually, this is super interesting. I also found out the designer is the same designer who worked on DX9's Masterpiece Megatron that kind of got forgotten by the entire fandom for the most part um, about eight months after it came out. And I, I got interested. So so I, I made some money at a toy show. So I blew it all on buying both of these Optimuses because I thought that they looked like they had really good transformations that were very different. Uh and I'll send you the links to them now. This is Magic Squares, and this is Transform Elements. Uh, and I, I really like them. 
I, there are billions of comparison discussions about them, all of which are based on entirely subjective qualities, because these two things are extremely different, considering that they're both Optimus Primes that are the same height. Um, and uh, I, I like them both. The Magic Square one is a lot more poseable, and it has a lot of the qualities of their Legends toys. It's got a real smooth transformation, for me at least. I know there are folks who had problems with the arms, and I can see how um, the arms are, are weird in a certain... In, not in a, in a weird way. It's like there's a, hi- a double-hinged flap on the arms that can be very tricky to move. And it sounds like on some copies, some of the tabs are not quite the right size for the slots, which is a bummer to hear. Um, the Magic Square one is just kind of like what if we did mp10 better is kind of the summation of that toy um it's more poseable than mp10 it's kind of blocky uh it's a bit thick uh it's got a you know fairly good transformation and it's got kind of a bse truck mode uh decent looking truck <laughs> just a very very fat back end um yeah that's right uh so i don't i don't mind it i i think it's it's pretty fun to pose the posable hands on that one are are real sharp and i love the head sculpt it's like that like the magic square one feels a lot like the optimus prime from the devastation game that platinum did like that's kind of the vibe i get off of it um the transform element one uh the transformation this the whole toy the transform element one is resonating with me harder because Every single engineering decision on this thing feels like it was done pointedly to to not do any expected Optimus Prime thing. Uh, Like, how do I explain this? Like, on some of the articulation, uh, the ankle tilts and the side hip skirts, the way that those articulate is they half use transformation joints and then half use specialized sliding rivet constructions that are designed specifically to work in tandem with the transformation joints only in robot mode so those parts can articulate, uh, which I find really fascinating. And then the way that the Transform Element 1 transforms into car or truck mode, it's like there are parts of Optimus Prime that kind of have to end up in the same places, but the way everything moves is like this toy aggressively does not want to transform like Optimus Prime while still achieving the same thing. Uh, in a way that I really respect and enjoy. Uh, like, I put up a video on Twitter yesterday. The front wheel wells are his crotch, basically. Like, that's that's mm-hmm. the easiest thing to say that is weird. Like, the front wheel wells flip 180 degrees and sandwich together to form his crotch and then are held together by the the big diaper uh, that Optimus tends to have. Uh, and it's and, like people have said the transformation's nightmarish. It is incredibly different than a lot of things on the market and without a video it is very hard to do the instructions sadly are still not all that great and there are things the transformation does that are not really done by other people and if you don't see them in motion the instructions don't make it very clear whatsoever how some of those parts work um thankfully there are lots of videos now uh, I adore the transformation on this thing. I think it's fantastic, and I don't think it's overcomplicated. I think it's beautiful in that it's a, it's a complex transformation, but nothing is on, like, a, a, a ball-jointed stick. Everything has an incredibly linear direction that it moves. So it's it's more... It's a lot more like a good sliding puzzle than it is, like, you know, exploding into parts and you rearrange them. Uh, the way that the front of the thighs transform is almost literally like a puzzle box gimmick. Uh, and, and I mean that in a good way. Like, it's it's a fascinating transformation. 
the thing that bums me out is Transform Element is currently the popular one amongst the people who want to have a robot mode Optimus Prime standing on a shelf that they never transform. And that, like, irritates me because that's the least interesting thing about this toy. Like, the transformation is why you get this figure. It's the passion that the designer put into it. And I'm, like, reading all these people going, like, yeah, TEO one's the best because it looks the best standing stock still with other MP robots on my shelf. And I'm like, man, that's... You're you're enjoying the figure wrong. Like you can't because you can enjoy it however you want. But yeah, I was you, gonna say yeah, you, you, you can't enjoy it wrong. But it just sets up off in me that the more I mess with it, where I was like, why are people not talking about this transformation more? Why are they all talking about how it looks like the Sunbow model and like that's as though that's the important thing? Like anyway, I like the transform element one a lot. Uh, you need to watch a video to see how it transforms, but it's it's an amazingly unique piece. Like, like in a field of third party where there's sort of like flavors you get used to or flavors that are a lot like mainline toys. Like this feels like extremely unique as a flavor. Uh, anyway, I yelled a whole lot, Seth. Go ahead. Yeah, but but like that that notion that there's people who are going to prefer one over the other based on what is going to look better as a robot on a shelf is why I think that there is an untapped market for quality non-transforming posable transformer figures so so because i we've talked about it and i agree with you literally in the thread i maybe i'm misremembering it i thought i recently read a reply where someone said why don't if you don't want it to transform why don't you buy uh like this one that's an action figure based entirely on the sunbow model is the metal force one and the reply was well it's not articulated enough and uh not transforming means it doesn't have the same um essence as uh the rest of the masterpiece toys not the same aesthetic as the rest of them and it's like like obviously not everyone is and everyone likes what they like but sometimes i feel like when you or me or someone else posits that to someone who clearly just wants the robot mode it's like folks bend over backwards to figure out how they still d want it to transform even though they're never going to transform it right yeah because just speaking for myself if there was a line of like let's just say they're masterpiece scale and they fit in and and they're highly articulated like good articulation didn't transform because they don't transform there's way less parts so they're half the cost or we'll say a, th a third cheaper mm -hmm. like maybe not even a whole half like we'll, we'll say take a third off the cost i'd be so into it okay so because that that's how most of my transformers have ended up or my masterpiece figures have ended up my masterpiece figures are in robot mode on a shelf for display um i don't hardly ever mess with them and that's just where i'm at as a collector yeah. and then everything that isn't masterpiece on that shelf or on those shelves is in a box not even exposed to the light of day yeah and so if like i could save money and get the same effect I'd I'd be in I would support that. Yeah, I, I think it would be great. I'm I'm always into these like often the licensed third party non transforming ones because they're they're not doing literally that, but they're doing very adjacent or parallel things, like to that level of quality. Uh one of the comments I saw about the, the, the transform element one in the thread, someone was like, Can someone tell me if it comes packaged in robot mode so I don't have to ever transform it? And I was just sitting there like <laughs> staring at that, going like, What? 
<laughs> like, I get it. It's not like I'm a, I'm shocked and like, how could he ever like, I understand where that's coming from. But like, like I read that and I'm just like, man, like, like, like it's that coupled with the part where you suggest a non-transforming toy and a lot of the same voices say, oh, absolutely not. And it's just like, I don't, I don't get it. I, that's the part I don't get that disc, like the, the, I need it. I need to know it can transform even though I never will do it. Uh, requirement like I kind of get it but it, it just feels it, it feels borderline masochistic because <laughs> uh, I was gonna I was gonna share something with you it's not masterpiece scale but specifically for Optimus Prime right looking like the cartoon this toy came out years ago uh, the Art Storm's X Gokan Optimus Prime they also did a Grimlock and an Alpha Trion uh, this is just a boxy cartoon looking Optimus Prime action figure with diecast in it uh mm-hmm. as far as i know a whole lot of people passed straight past like straight by it um yeah this came out like five years ago i think um so like this stuff exists and yeah well there was that um a few years ago that huge very cartoon looking non-transforming non-take it apart devastator mm-hmm. um i got that um what was that that was like the last la botcon yeah yeah, that thing's cool. I got one of those a couple. I think we talked about it because I got one of those a couple years later on, like on yeah. discount, and and like, you forgot that I had gotten it, and you were talking yeah. about it like you were the only person that's ever experienced it. I'm like, stupid! You sat next to me while I took it out of the box. <laughs> yeah, I just don't remember things that my friends do. <laughs> and then, like you know, the sad story of that company and that line is that company doesn't really exist anymore. And that line no, had no. prototypes done for Superion and Predaking, and those never came that out. Wasn't- that wasn't a botcon. That was TFCon Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I don't know. And like, we're not like challenging you to explain why you you're not doing what we're talking about. It's just like it it is kind of. It's not a point of frustration. Even it's just like this like consistent like. There's a solution to a problem that would save your money, and it's the buyer who rejects the solution for reasons that some of them are fine sure like you you think you might transform it sometime that's that's more solid to me than i don't want to transform it but i want to know it can like that's the thing where i just sort of stare off into space a little bit <laughs> uh anyway transform elements prime is excellent magic square optimus is pretty good too if you pick one over the other you made the right decision because it doesn't matter they're they're both very good uh and and if you it, like they're both they're both very good. They don't come with a trailer, therefore they're a lot less expensive than one that comes with a trailer. Transform Elements even comes with an adapter for the MP10 trailer if you were saddled with one of those things. Um I'm still looking forward to MP44 because having seen that um photo mo- or not photo montage, but that, you know, that procedural of how it transforms from the the generations book, I know for a fact that one transforms crazy like the transform elements one but in a completely different level of eccentricity doing completely different sideways solutions to everything so i'm really excited for that one still as well uh it turns out this is the year where i just end up being really excited for a bunch of optimus primes because they all transform well uh and differently so that's that's what i got this week um i i seth that entire segment, you could have told me to stop getting worked up. I was actually getting worked up during that entire segment. <laughs> well, it's not fun when you're actually getting worked up. The whole point of it <laughs> is to aggravate someone who isn't already aggravated. Yeah. I already I, ru- I, did that, I ruined everything. 
Uh, I did that to the DM of the D&D game we're playing in once, <laughs> where I just kept telling him to stop getting worked up, and they started legit getting hot about it, and then I laughed, and then he realized I was messing with him, and then he tried to do it to me, uh, like, too soon. Yeah. So I knew what he was up to. Didn't work. Yeah. That's where you, 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 what you do in response, you just really, really, almost in a disappointed tone, you're like, listen, it's too soon, all right? Like... Like I know what you're doing, you know what you're doing. Like let's just skip this. This is a little. This is a little childish. It's, it's a kind. It's kind of immature what you're doing. All right. And then he gets worked up, and you're like, "Hey, I got you worked up again." <laughs> uh, Seth, off topic quickly. Anything off topic on your end you want to slap up? Okay. Well, I sent you a couple pictures. You did. Um, this isn't something I got, but it is something I paid for. And I'm starting to get mad that I don't got it yet. Uh-oh. Um, so I'm just going to complain about nwswargaming.net, uh, who, who I ordered these Frostgrave cultists from. Hey, they look pretty cool, don't they? Yeah. You get 20 of them in a box. Apparently. They're on these sprues with a, lot of, with a whole lot of different heads and arms and weapons to choose from, so you could custom build them to look exactly as rad as you want them to. Uh, so I had seen these listed on miniature market. I didn't order them right away from miniature market. They sold out. I went looking for another source for them. Uh, pretty much everywhere else I was finding them were way more expensive. Like sellers on Amazon are just trying to rip people off. Uh, they're way too, they were like, okay. So miniature market had them for like $25. Yeah. That's pretty good for 20 minis with this many options. That's just over that, a dollar a mini. That's a pretty good price. That is a pretty, pretty good price. Uh, the Amazon had it for like 40 bucks. I was hey. like, come on. Come on. Come on. So I kept searching. I come across this NWS Wargaming store. And they had it for the same price as Miniature Market. And I went, okay. I've never bought from these guys before. It appears to be in stock. I'm going to go ahead and order it from them. I'm going to use PayPal, so I'm not giving them my credit card directly, <laughs> just in case. Mm -hmm. um, so that's cool. It has now been five business days. No, no confirmation that the order has shipped, only that they have taken my money. So I go and I look at um, the order status, and there's a a box a yellow box with some text in it and then underneath in red it says order status the estimated shipping time frame is shown at the top of this web page when your order starts to be processed and you go oh well let, let me read what it says in that yellow box then so for the last five business days it said some items in your order have been ordered through by one of my suppliers and will be shipped out when the order is completed if you need any of this part of any part of your order sooner, please let me know. Thanks. It's like I I didn't realize I was making a pre-order because the the page with the item didn't say pre-order on it. Um other things were listed as pre-orders on your site. What do you mean it's been ordered through a supplier? What are you talking about? Mhm. Mm Either send me a thing or give me my money back at this point. <laughs> I, what are you doing? <laughs> I almost did a similar thing. Because, so you know that kill team Warhammer thing? 
Yeah. You know how they have those kill zones, right? Yes. And I'm kind of after that Sector Munitorum kill zone. I with... got one of those. Yeah. Uh, it's there, in my garage. There was one... I put it together yet there was one sitting at harry tarantula for months and last week i was like i'm gonna buy that because apparently the kill zones are just like not being made anymore of course it's gone when i get there uh of course so the sector minitorum i almost ordered off of a site some months ago where th the same thing almost happened it's like oh they have it in stock they even have the kill team starter in stock what wow excellent i'm like going through setting all this up and i look and i'm like wait a second Nothing here says pre-order. However, there is language on the cart page that at length kind of says it's a it's a nondescript pre-order. And I completely backed out the moment I read all that because I was like, well, I know no one can get this. And I thought maybe I magically found a store that had it. And turns out, no, I magically found a store that's like, well, maybe we'll get it. We'll do a pre-order. Um, by the way, if anyone yeah. can find Killzone Munitorum, not at a markup. I, I know it's out there at a markup. I don't want to pay the markup. <laughs> if anyone could find Killzone Munitorum, Sector Munitorum, uh, for, like, normal price, like, let me know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see any language as I was making this order to make me think that they did not have it in stock. Yeah. I did see a lot of language saying that they price match anybody, which is what why I thought, oh, that's that's why they're similar because miniature markets price was below msrp yeah i was like oh, okay well that's why they're offering a lower price because they're their competitor of miniature market um yeah no, nothing made me think that this wasn't going to ship within a one or two business days yeah uh, i i will be very wary of ever ordering from this site again hopefully i eventually get this damn thing what a load of bunkum scammers i don't get to say bunkum very much no who who does exactly i don't think i've ever heard anyone say it before well you just did i'm introducing you to new life experiences you're welcome oh thank you yeah um did i no that's it the only uh, other like fun little thing i bought i talked about last time hey yeah, I uh, in my off-topic what we got this week, I did not get Sector Munitorum because it was gone when I went to Harry Tarantula after it had been there for months and it's no longer there anymore. Um, so I didn't really get anything off-topic. Uh, I bought some games during the Steam sale, but I haven't played them yet. Oh no, I just realized I said the story of every Steam sale. <laughs> yeah, I've stopped looking at Steam sales because I don't need to add to my list of not played games. I only get things that are on my wish list now and I keep a very small wish list. So I know it wasn't very I'm going to go look at what it was now to make sure I remember all of this properly. Uh yes, cuz I got I bought Yakuza 0 cuz it was on sale and I do want to play the Yakuza games. I bought Donut County cuz I wanted to play Donut County ever since last year. And I bought Tabletop Simulator because apparently you can play Transformers TCG in there and I wanted to have it loaded and locked just in case I want to do that. Um, so that's what I bought that was off topic. Anyway, uh, that means we've completed the podcast. Congratulations, Seth. We did it. Yay. We win this podcast. Uh, you, the listeners, win having listened to the whole podcast. If you didn't yet... Even if you don't care about the game, I don't care. Uh, we did this interview with the, the brand manager uh, and also uh, the brand John Shork, uh, John Shork of Transformers TCG, where we took your questions that you left for us in our specially marked thread, and we asked them 
those questions. It was a very fun podcast. It's up there. You should go listen to it because it's not, it is actually very much about that game, but we do have some lovely proper WTF and TFW off topic stuff in there. Uh, there's a pretty good tangent about sushi um, because John Shork prefers Safeway sushi. Um, cause it, Oh, what? He prefers it? That was Aaron's reaction, which is why Aaron put that question into the listener question. I'll, uh, I'll stock it. I, I will occasionally settle for it, but I don't prefer it. I, if I'm to paraphrase John Shork, I believe his reasoning was he came to realize that he's not a fancy person and all he needs out of sushi is what he gets out of Safeway sushi. So he saves <sighs> money by just going for the Safeway sushi and then he gets the only the amount that he wants uh, when he wants it. Uh, and so, okay, all right. That's, <laughs> because if you go, because if you go to a Japanese restaurant, you could only get sushi in bulk. Apparently, <laughs> you can't get the amount you actually want. Well, it's like the it's the I think that in that area, it is primarily the choice of like going to the all you can eat places where they try to overload you. Well, that's gross. Don't eat all you can eat. Oh, Safeway sushi is probably safer than all you can eat sushi. Okay, I'm gonna. I don't trust. I don't trust all you can eat sushi. If, so I wouldn't trust any all you can eat sushi. But I have had at least two. The two places I went to uh, had real good sushi that was also all you can eat. Any all you can eat buffet kind of place I've gone to that offered sushi, I have taken a pass. So it's not a buffet. That's the important thing. It's all you can eat sushi. I was thinking a buffet. I was thinking buffet situation. Proper all you can eat sushi is where they give you a big menu where you check off the things you want. And the idea uh-huh. is it's a game you're playing with the servers where they want you to order uh, more than you can eat because any sushi you can't finish, you have to pay for extra. That's always the deal. Uh, so it's a game where you try to know your limits and you try to game it against what the server tries to push on you. And there's always this weird like passive aggression, but in a fun way uh, where the oh, servers, yeah. they try to overfeed you, but also they start to realize, oh, no. I'm encouraging this person to eat more, but they know how much they can eat. So I'm encouraging them to eat more of our sushi. Uh Uh-oh, I got to try to make them eat even more now. Uh, It's fun. Okay, I've never been in that situation. It sounds great. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, I was thinking of buffet situation. No, I would never have buffet sushi. No, 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 no. No, Uh, no, no. Why would That was my reaction when someone, the first time someone said, let's get all you can eat sushi. I was like, what are you talking about? Uh, Because, yeah. (laughs) I I don't want diarrhea. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want, A, in fact, there's no A. It's quite simple. The kind of raw fish that would be sitting at a buffet, I don't want. Uh, yeah. I, I don't want to go to the hospital tonight because <laughs> yeah all, all you can eat sushi means those setups where they are it's still a la carte but it's like an all you can eat a la carte um, and it's a tricky thing uh, but a fun thing you, have, you should go with people who know what they're doing uh, and it's a fun way to sample a lot of sushi you otherwise wouldn't eat because um, you know you can also help out friends who maybe did order too much who, who did sail too close to the sun the, did I talk about speaking of sushi my great disappointment in Japantown, San Francisco, in the Tokyo Center Mall, there was the sushi place where the sushi came by on little boats. I think you... And hmm. there was a big oval, and the sushi chefs were in the middle, and the customers sat around, and that was the only place to sit, was around this oval, and hmm. there was like a little trough of water and little wooden boats, and they put the sushi on the little boats, and then you took what you want, and then the plates are different colored, and that's how they added up your bill. Uh, we took Aaron and Alfie there when they were out this way uh, a little bit ago, 
I feel uh, like you talked about this, but I can't remember anymore. It's a real fun place. So yeah. they closed. What? And a new sushi place opened in their place. Here's the problem. They got rid of the boats. Was... They got rid of the trough of water. What? They replaced it with a conveyor belt. Oh, uh, yeah. And, I... little, and little plastic bubbles that go over the top of the plates. I'm going to go to Machine Town to have conveyor belt sushi with the other machine people. And where the old place was like the the uh the decor was like lacquered wood and like those kind of earthen tones and like different shades of wood and na- natural feeling with the water this place is like blinding bright with that, this stainless steel conveyor that's belt. That's a machine restaurant for machine people that you're describing. Yeah, it's it's. We stood in the doorway, peered in, and decided, no, we're and, not going to. And then did a this. machine person with flesh stapled over their face walk up and ask you, like, "Hey, would you like some sushi?" No. Okay. We well, went uh, to the bento box place. Ah. Uh, all right. And we hoped the one little bug we saw crawling across the hall. Was the only little bug. Hey, it's that time of year, you know? Yeah. It didn't look like... It was not a cockroach. It was just... It was like a little beetle. Yeah. Little beetles get places. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. I squished it, and we pretend pretended that we didn't see it. Yeah. I never saw it. No. Well, uh, Seth, we just won the podcast again. Yeah. And the listener just won the bonus round. So, congratulations one more time. Please stay tuned for more podcasts and if you're heading to tfcon la please say hello to us because we'll be there uh i mean it's not like seth is like seth lives that he lives in la he doesn't live in la i'm just doing that thing where i'm like uh, he lives in uh uh california so i bet uh he lives really close to everywhere in california florida uh uh, but we'll we'll be there seth will be there and i'll be there and i believe aaron will be there um, so there will be some WTF and TFW representation there. Uh, there will also be some Transformers TCG stuff, hopefully. If not, then we'll just play games with you in the lobby, because it's a card game and you can do that. And that's all I, I can think of. So we'll talk to you later. Uh, take it easy and stay safe. Later. What the f*** it means, but you got some badass perpetrators and they're here to stay.